You are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hello. Happy New Year. Hi, everyone. It's January 2021. Look, we did it. It's it's happening. We're moving on. We're flipping the calendar. As I'm recording this, it's actually New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve and it's snowing in Texas. It had already rained this morning and I got stuck in the mud when I checked my mail just a couple hours ago. I ran out to the store to get um, a special ingredient. It's my father's birthday and I'm making him a dinner and dessert and uh, and I placed an online grocery order. Uh, I got substituted. Uh, I needed more ground pork for a recipe. So I was like, I'll just run to the store and grab some more. They were out at the first store. Went to the second store. I'm rocking and rolling. Got a bunch of stuff. I came home. I'm going to check the mail real quick before I go up to the house. And Oh, I got stuck in the mud. <laughs> like legit stuck in the mud. Like, like I was mudding, you know. <laughs> My little, not little, it's a Honda minivan, my minivan. Um, and by the way, getting stuck in the mud when you're near a lake, because we live, you know, on a lake and I was down by the dock, like going backwards and it's a piece of land that, you know, inclines down towards the lake. It's a little stressful. Called my husband who was up at the house and he brought his truck down and got me out of the mud. And I, I put a photo up on my Instagram or I will in a little bit. I, I made sure I got a photo of the moment. I was like, this is perfect. I'm glad this happened today to end this day in this weird Texas weather of snow and sleet and ice and rain. And guess what? It made the ground wet. Guess what? Mud is slippery. People actually do it on purpose. You know, people go mudding on purpose. Oh, and I should also mention that's not the first time I've got stuck in the mud down by the mailbox. Not the first time. Not at all. I've done it before. I haven't learned my lesson. Would the, did I learn my lesson just now? I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Maybe I have to do it once every winter. That sounds about right. That sounds about how I learned stuff. So, drum roll please, January 2021. <laughs> Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. So, let's talk about the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be back here with you all. Wednesdays are like my day to record or post about new episodes and do all that kind of fun stuff. And I've missed having my my Wednesday days. I've been deep into opening a business, which will happen real soon. After this airs real soon, like within days. Um, pray for me. <laughs> opening a business in 2020 has been exactly what you think it would just exactly what you think it would be it's been difficult more so than usual (laughs) but we're making through we're doing it um okay what else so now let's talk about the podcast again so um there are some reviews that have come in i didn't count i'll count by next week to see how many happened in in the break because I, I think I challenged everyone didn't I didn't I say something about everyone do it did you oh do you, were you listening to some shows during the break did you catch up on some shows I hope you did I have been catching up on podcasts I mean I listen to my podcast yes for sure 
but I, I got really backed up, you know, over COVID time. So I've been going back and listening to um, like a backlog and I'm, I'm catching up. I think it's, I've been so focused with work that having a podcast playing just really helps like through all the computer work and stuff. Uh, oh, and then there's like those times where you're like, oh, I can't listen to this right now because I got to focus too much. You know, you have those different, different podcasts you can listen to and there's some you can when you're working and some you can't. But I've been catching up on my shows. I've got guests lined up. We've got some episodes already recorded. We're just we're just doing it. I'm ready to start. And so this will be um, one year. At the end of January of 2020, January 29th, 2020 is when the first episode aired. And so we're coming up on that year. And I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the women who've showed up and shared their stories. I just, uh, when I like think back of the stories we've heard and the people we've met and it's really fun and I'm really excited and I'm really thankful for y'all listening and enjoying it and letting me know that you're hearing it. You're saying, I hear it and I needed to hear it and I needed that message and thank you. And this happened to me too. And, you know, out of our darkest times can come our brightest times. So we got to talk about this shit. We can't just bootstrap it and get through it, you know? Okay. So show time this week. I have Sherry with me and I'm just so tempted to tell you about Sherry's moment, but then I don't, I don't want to take the moment away from her. I want her to say it. Um, but it's, it's you guys, this is a show. This is an episode. This is an episode you're going to want to be here for. Like, s- clear your mind and get ready. Sherry has got a great story. And and it's something that unexpected. I mean, I've, I've heard of this phenomenon, but I think it is unexpected to some. So sit down and... Or keep walking. I don't know. You, you, you do you. You don't have to sit down. You walk. Good. Get some exercise. I don't know. Maybe you're running. Driving. Driving. Mm, mm, that's what you're doing. You're probably driving. And listen to Sherry. Sherry is here. And she, I just, she talks about, okay, this is not a spoiler, but about halfway through, I don't remember when it was, um, through the interview, she talks about this coping, not coping, like um, I just used it last night on my kid is what I'm trying to say. Her um, techniques for like, she talks about kind of trying to stop a panic attack in the moment. And my child was having a panic attack, but they were having like this fit. And I actually talked about it in the interview where I couldn't break her out of it. Like not break her. God, that's something I do not break my child. <laughs> where we couldn't snap her out of this. She was just obsessed with things being unfair in the way that the turns of a game, right? It was just beyond that now. It wasn't even about that anymore. And I remembered what she said about the, like, it's like five senses. And I sat down with my kid. I brought her outside. I made her breathe in. I held her, you know, she's big, but I was like, we're going to breathe in the cold air together. We're going to breathe it out. And then I brought her in the pantry. I sat her down. I made her close her eyes and I was making her smell things just as I remembered what Sherry said about changing the senses to like bring her back to reality. And my husband was like, what did you do? (laughs) Cause we were like shut in the pantry and the fridge is in the pantry. And I was like pulling stuff out. She loves pickles. So I started with pickles and she was like giggling and laughing and ready to go back and play after that. But it was this long fit, you know, she's in a fit, you know how they get right. These kids. So I just want to say this real world application of, um, Sherry's if it's, if it's panic attack, but I, I think it, it works, you know, just to like get the system, you know, the actual physical 
it's like hear, see, smell, touch, you know, systems back, like shock them back out of this like loop that my kids are in. It, it works. So here we go. Let's just get on to it. Let's do it. Let's start. Are we ready? Are we going to start season three? Yeah, we're going to do it. We're doing it right now. Come with me. Let's go listen to me and Sherry. I have Sherry here with me. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Do you have Do you have a drink? We have. Did you talk about this? I have a. I've I have been a, drinking since about seven this morning. Okay. So I'm good. I have, I'm. I'm good. I have a tea. I, I, I've already had two cups of coffee and we have an espresso machine at home. And I was like, okay, let's not hit the third double, double uh, espresso drink. So that I've already had four shots of espresso and I was like, let's not do six. So I, I got a tea. I would say, yeah, uh, I'm probably at around four shots, but it's definitely not coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere to be today. You're doing, you're doing what I call FYI. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's Friday. There you go. Yeah. So what do we need to know about you before we hear your story? Like what's, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great? Oh my goodness. I know. Just, but just like the I over, like, um, like my husband was like, I'm a tourist. I'm like, okay, not that, but share that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is whatever is very, whatever is the most important to you. Right? Yeah. I always think that like it, the people closest to you should always be the ones to answer questions like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say if, yeah, what do you need to know about me? My name is Sherry. Mm-hmm. I am a grain farm or married to a grain farmer. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that I'm allowed to call myself a farmer too. Oh. I have two beautiful daughters, 13 and 16, and we live in southern Manitoba, Canada. It is very, very cold outside today. I'm looking out the window and it's the winds are at around 30 kilometers. I have no idea what that is in miles. Yeah, I but don't either. <laughs> it's, yeah. God, I wish we used it's, your it, system. I really do. It's bit, well, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, I can be a jerk. I'm not going to be a jerk, but it is very logical because it's uh-huh. ten hundred thousand is all. Yeah, it's some in- increments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my husband tried to personally switch over. He bought like tape <laughs> tape measures. He's like, it just makes more sense. But we live in um, whatever. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm Canadian. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's all you really need to know about me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. A Canadian farmer. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'm gonna share like right at the top that when we before we hit record, we're talking about um we're having like a little redheaded summit here. Both Sherry and mm. Sherry and I are discussing mm-hmm. our redhead lineage. So just want to yes. make a note of that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just just so you know, right from the beginning, you're going to be listening to two redheads for the next 47 hours. So sit down. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> All right, Sherry. We then like to do the, I have so many euphemisms for it and I, I have to just say them all. Just not this moment. This can't be my life. This wasn't the plan. Mm. I think we're only up to three. Maybe it's only three. I thought maybe there was a fourth one. So what's your moment? Um, I have a lot, but I would actually, I would say the one that probably, the one that probably concreted a lot of who I am today Mm -hmm. is just about six years ago. We had a house fire right after Christmas and everything, like we lost everything. Like it was a complete loss. And when I say right after Christmas, like the kids were still, they still had half unwrapped gifts lying under the tree. And, um, and I would say from that was my moment. I remember looking at the house and thinking, this can't be my life. This can't be my life. But what, what happened through that very Phoenix esque, um, I became the person that I've always wanted to be. 
the person that I was way too scared to be. So I would say as far as me, uh, my self-worth and me comparing myself to other people and realizing what's really important and even just our family in general, it solidified us in a way forged through fire. It is, we were forged through fire. And I would say so much has happened to me, but out of everything, when I look back now, out of everything that happened big time, I would say that that was the most positive. It was honestly, it sounds horrible, the best thing that happened to us. Mm-hmm. I, I've yeah. heard that before. I, I mean, I hate to say it, like not your story, but I've, I've heard that before about people in fire situations that there's some sort of catharsis mm-hmm. about everything, like truly all this like material stuff being mm-hmm. gone allows mm-hmm. the freedom of the more ethereal stuff to happen, to work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. now let's like roll back. And I'm always like, roll back the tape. Like what, you know, what was your life like before that day, six years ago? What were those things that you said, you know, you, you, after that fire became the person that you wanted to be like, what, what would you identify were things that you are now have grown away from? You know, like what's, yeah. How how long do we have? No, seriously, go. I said 47 hours, everyone. (laughs) I hope you have a pillow for your back, you know, get comfy. Like, yeah, yeah. Wherever you feel like, Um, wherever you feel like diving in. Like some people have started like, well, at 16, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's your short form. Your story. I'll give you, I'll give you the short form. And then you can say, I want to hear more about that. Great. So we're living right now, Mm -hmm. as we speak, Mm -hmm. we are living on the homestead. We just moved on here around March, April. Mm-hmm. So my girls are fourth generation in this house. Mm-hmm. And, but we, I personally grew up in a town 10 minutes south of here, just a very small town, mm-hmm. totally like the classic, like I am a Mexican Mennonite. So I'm a Mennonite, okay. but I was, uh, my family came from Mexico, super traditional, like ultra traditional. Mm-hmm. When I was 10, my mom completely like went off the deep end, became an alcoholic had an affair, divorced my dad, and then took me and my little brother to the city and an, an extremely toxic relationship happened there. There are like lots of horror stories I have with dealing with uh, my mom working through whatever she was trying to work through. I have no relationship with her now mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. In grade seven, I kind of fell in with the wrong crowd. I was a country girl, so I had very little experience of, you know, things like drugs and alcohol. And got involved with the wrong crowd and met the wrong people. And I was um, sexually abused for, I would say, five or six months. Horrible. Like, physically, I would say, honestly, the physical abuse was probably harder. Like, when I look back, what felt the worst, it was more the physical abuse because I felt like the sexual abuse was my fault. That I was choosing it every day by going to this person's house and walking in. And the physical abuse, well, that was more his fault. And it was this struggle of, I was 12, 13 years old and that struggle with that and made it out of that situation. I was able to, you know, my dad was able to get custody back of me and yeah, met the love of my life at, you know, 17 years old and we were married at 19 years old and had a honeymoon baby. Yeah. So I had a, I married and baby all pretty much within a year which was exciting and honestly couldn't be a better kid. She's yeah. she was the easiest baby on the planet. Now is another story. Right. Um, but 
But um, yeah, and then we had our second child and had, she was six weeks premature Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of complications. If you are a redhead, you know, like with the fair skin comes infections and virus, like it just feels like there's always medical it seems like I've always had slight medical issues my whole life. Mm-hmm. Nothing serious. So we were in my water broke and we were in the hospital and they were, it was incredibly busy. If you know anything about Canadian healthcare, yes, it's free. Yes, it is good 99% of the time, but often you pay with time. And so they didn't have room for me and I got an infection. And due to that infection, we weren't able to have any more kids, which was very hard for me. I wanted a house full of kids. And uh, had a lot of miscarriages. Um, some were really bad. And it, it, it was amazing. Throughout all of that, there was this, because I got, we got married so young and had a kid right away, plus my backstory, like my history that I never dealt with, are, I would say my marriage always was like never awesome. Like it was mm-hmm. always like just surviving and surviving and surviving. And, uh, and then, like I said, six years ago, we had a house fire and... It was the best, worst thing that could have ever happened to us. I don't think that we would be where we are today in a good way, an awesome, solid way. That if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that, for fire. everything truly burning down. Yeah, <laughs> and start. It's like you start fresh. Yeah. It is forged through fire. Mm-hmm. It felt like a fresh start. And I remember my husband, like he's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, volunteer. Okay, I know. Irony. So, irony. Mm-hmm. Awful for him. Mm-hmm. Especially, it was awful for our community. Our community is so small and so tight-knit, and the firefighter community is so tight-knit as well. We're all family. That, again, we were, from day one of that fire, we were taken care of. There was no end of meals and donations and the outpouring of love. I I know small towns have their drama, but I will take the good with the bad any day, and I love my small town. So, yeah, I would say... I remember that morning of like after the fire, looking at the girls and my husband and he obviously went in and tried to fight and he was injured. He got quite badly burned on his face and his hands. And I just remember thinking, I have everything I need right here. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just so clear that like God was completely, completely with us. It felt, I felt calm. I felt totally okay that we could handle this. And there was never a point there was tears and there was obviously stress, but there was never a point where any of us, any of us, and even my girls and the, them being so little said, like, I can't do this or this, like, or thinking, I can't believe this happened to us. Or and how could have this happened to us? Like, there was never, like, there was never feeling sorry for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We always felt taken care of. And that was completely God in our community. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's <clears throat> like, let's be honest. I think that's somebody is a lot of people's big, huge fear would be mm. a house fire and losing everything. And it's so great to hear the, like, maybe it's, maybe it's different for other people, but your truth about it is just, I love it. I love that you were like, this was the best fucking thing that happened. Like this was, yeah. like, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I'd like my wedding dress. Oh back yeah. And like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the whole movies of the kids and stuff. Yep. But really it's like, it's, a, and it, it what's, Funny is that now I look around my house and it's full and we have stuff and sometimes it kind of pisses me off. Like sometimes I'm like, why, why do I have this? Why do I need this? And well, and because it's interesting when you talk to other people that have 
lost everything through fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. And even my girls, like how they reacted differently. Like one is a not a hoarder, but she keeps mm-hmm. she keeps a lot of stuff now because she doesn't know if she's ever going to have it again. And the other one doesn't throws everything out. Oh, yeah. interesting. And I'm the I'm that way too. I mm-hmm. throw now. I'm I. There's not a lot that I like cherish. That mm-hmm. sounds very horrible. But no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I this is so not even close to the comparison at all. And I'm not even trying to. I watched a movie a couple years ago. <laughs> It was a documentary called um, Minimalism, a movie about the important, uh, important stuff. And that's where I heard people um, talk about their experience with fire, I believe, was in this movie. And it it's this whole documentary about these two guys. And, like, and it gave me the permission to get rid of just so much stuff and rethink. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never watched that Marie Kondo show or whatever. But um, just listening mm-hmm. to people like you and other people's experience of, like, in the end, it doesn't fucking matter. In the end, oh, no, that's not a good example. That would be something that mattered. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, in the end, this book, you know, like, it's just, it's just stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, it's just clutter and I, I like it drives yeah. me crazy now like I, I turned yeah. that corner where I was like I can't and like as a mom and with I have six kids and like but the you're not supposed to like get rid of other people's stuff that's the, what they mm-hmm. say because that's that's not like it has to be that person's like altruistic kind of vision of they want you know like I'm yep. like are you sure I can't just throw away my kids shit <laughs> <laughs> just when they're not looking yeah and it's been so freeing it's so freeing Mm. and the other thing I found that I only realized looking back like as the years went on and even looking back you know wow I am not the same person I was even a year ago and then another year would go past and in two years from the fire and I'm still I still say like wow I am not the same person and in a good way (laughs) the biggest thing I would say that I am seeing and I love is the the comparison garbage is gone. Like comparing to Joe Blow down the street that has the brand new truck or comparing to the girl that always has the new clothes and always looks, you know, there was like, that was gone. Like that was completely gone. And I realized me, Sherry right here, what I like, who I am, the skin I'm in, how much I weigh, what I look like, that is okay. And that is absolutely who I'm supposed to be. And to be that I'm in the moment right here, right now, like living. I, w- I used to be such a person with like regret and where I'd live in the past all the time or the future, like rarely mm-hmm. living in the present mm-hmm. and something that I've, you know, s- just those moments when you see, you know, that the, my two girls sitting and laughing and looking at something and then just saying, thanks God for right. Like this moment right here. And I, that's also something that came with the fire and, especially like because I'm on Instagram so much and stuff like that when you it's so easy to get trapped in the comparison Mm -hmm. and like it's nothing like and it's hard to explain and it makes some people quite frustrated (laughs) (laughs) because like wow good for you I'm happy for you no one wants to hear that right but like that I'm completely secure in myself what my house looks like, what I look like, what my kids look like, what I cook for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I could give two shits what you think about mm-hmm. it. And like, but in a good way, like in a, I, I love you and I will accept you whatever way you come, because that's what I also right. want. And so that wasn't your mindset before though. Like that. No. Interesting that that changed. No. So f- and without like, 
I mean, it does sometimes take a little bit of therapy and therapy. <laughs> I got, I got, you got lots of, of that free therapy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, have you heard this? <clears throat> I wrote it down. I'm taking notes over here. That's I'm looking over. When you're living in, um, in the past, like uh, you're ruminating on depression and in the future, it's your anxiety, anxiety mm-hmm. and depression, right? Of like mm-hmm. you're worried about what's coming mm-hmm. or you're ruminating on what happened. Yep. And it's yep. that present moment. That's what you're talking about. Like that yep. thin line of right now, that's the goal. Everyone, yep. that's the goal is yep. to live now, not back then or not up there yep. right now. Yeah. And I should like clarify, mm-hmm. I'm someone that openly struggles with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I'm not on medication currently, but I've been on medication, I would say more of my life than I haven't been. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that I'm this like supreme being, please know. <laughs> it's not, it's like, I, I, I do live in the moment and I do, but that has come like that again, fire. And also knowing that, so in this moment, I'm having a panic attack. I can already say to myself, Sherry, this isn't you. 10 minutes from now, you will be absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. And to know that this like living in the moment also means realizing that this moment won't last. Yeah. For like in, in a good way, right? So that when I when I am in those super dark moments, then they I I can tell myself it's going to be okay. Right. It's not going to be like this forever. Somebody spray. I used to live in a small town. I, I know you're talking about small towns. Um, for like 14 years, we lived in a town of like 1,800 people, and somebody spray painted this on a wall. And it's I'm having a, a hard season right now. Like the end of this year is just coming, and so I, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I changed the screensaver on my phone to this. Mm. This is it's backwards for Sherry, but it's no, it's not. Oh, okay, it's not. It looks back. They it's, must have no, flipped it's it. Oh, good. Um, it's graffiti that somebody spray painted on a building in my small town that I used to live in that says "You'll be fine." And I like it. it. And it's it's on my well, you can't like whatever. It's on my phone. It's the back. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a gift. And uh, by the way, it's been left. Nobody's covered it. Like that graffiti still sit. Like people, Aww. yeah, people take photos in front of it. My friend who used to have a gift shop would sell this. This is from her gift shop in like a frame and you know, Aww. yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Y- you'll be fine is like what you're talking about is, is that's how mm-hmm. I try to remind myself. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Like stay yep. in this moment in that moment. Yeah. So I imagine <clears throat> like, as you're like, tell me what you want to go back and, you know, there's some, hot, there's some like in, in your table of contents book, <clears throat> what an interesting moment at 10 years old with your mom. So, mm. so we have that one. And then we have a teenager. Those, those were, you know, teenager or teenage trauma. Let's call it like the trauma that happened in your, in your teenage life or even preteen. I think you said you were 12. What? Like, is like, were you aware or when did you become aware of like the effects of that kind of stuff of like your mom, like the sudden, like I imagine just correct me if I'm wrong, that like life was like this. And then mom was like, and went like, like a, like what the fuck was that like for you said you were 10 to like, Mm. you were in a traditional Mennonite world, correct? Mm -hmm. And then mom was like, and we're getting off Mm -hmm. and basically we're going accurate. And basically we're going to Vegas. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, very accurate. Like, wow. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, were you aware yeah. of that? Like, what was that like as a 10 year old? When I became aware this minute, yesterday, <laughs> hourly, like, it's, yeah. it honestly, I would say when I became aware was the, f- like, when I, <laughs> not to be too graphic, yeah. when I gave birth, looked at that first child uh-huh. and said, I can't believe my mom did this to okay. me. Okay. 
Okay. When the when yes. the mom mm-hmm. when I realized mm-hmm. what it meant to be a mom yeah. mm-hmm. and how bad actually how bad it got. Yeah. Like and then I had because up until then it's like when I talk about it mm-hmm. it's like I'm talking about a movie. It's like I'm talking about right. something that didn't happen like that happened to somebody else. Right. It it's almost like when you're a child you're not I don't maybe protected I don't know the innocence. Mm-hmm. And just your perception, like, honestly, I wish it sounds horrible, but I wish sometimes I could go back like a movie and see events in my life as an adult now and see Mm -hmm. if my memory is accurate to actually what all went like went down. And I like I'd be terrified, too, because I think it is actually worse. I think it was it's worse than what my child brain perception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Child brain. Totally Mm -hmm. like innocent brain. Yes. Yeah, it was mental. It was she was the kind of mom that would, you know save a bit of dough when she was baking buns so that you could make your own little buns. And like, she was the kind of mom that went the extra mile to play with mm-hmm. her kids down there on the floor and stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know if it was like, she also was very young when she got married. And, um, I think it was that classic. I want to relive mm-hmm. my teen years. Mm-hmm. I want to be young again. Mm-hmm. And this is my last chance met the wrong people. I imagine she made the wrong friends. And they told her, you deserve better. Like, you know mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. friends can breathe good or bad into you. Right, right. And she just decided to live that teenage, adoles- or whatever, that rebel- mm-hmm. those rebellious years that she never got to. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. And then brought you all along. And then how many years, remind me again of how many years it was before your dad was able to regain custody? Three, I guess. Because okay. it was 10 and then 11, 12. Well, and you're allowed to choose. So, like, when you're 13, okay. they actually take you seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't uh-huh. know how many times I told the social worker, get me out of this home. And my mom was manipulative and would lie and say, she's lying. Like, and I mean, I get it. Like, you're going to believe an adult, <clears throat> I guess, over a child. Yeah. But. And um, let's, the timing, um, mothers were still, like, it was like the kids need to be with their moms was, like, the prevailing mentality. Like, yeah. every, it was just, like, assumed dads were worthless at that time. Yeah, yeah, we're I assume yeah. similar age, so I can I can speak to. I remember what it was like in the eighties and the nineties, mm-hmm. and like, you know, yeah, it, it, moms were assumed to be the what's the word I'm looking for? Well, ninety percent of the time, it's they true. Are. Exactly, 90, it's true. I would say, but there is definitely I don't know. I f- yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit of an advocate for like when I hear about foster kids that are like a handful and stuff like that. And I just always think I bet right. you have not a hot clue what goes on in their heads. Right. Yes. Like what's yeah. the real story? Like, are you really listening to them? Or are you dismissing yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So then we got, um, it's funny that you talked about your mom falling into the wrong crowd and then that's what you did, but much younger age, mm-hmm. right? At like 13. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I've played. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I've, played, I've played that tape in my head You're a like, couple of ah. times. I and often, but did you do that though? Once you were in the safety with your father? Mm-mm. Oh, it was no, before. I was with my. Okay, I it started. With my that's how your dad was like, get get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was searching for. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish I yeah. It was a brand new school, mm-hmm. and you're desperate to make friends. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of anger mm-hmm. and hashtag redhead, <laughs> and um, I didn't want I don't yeah I think I just was really angry mm-hmm. and scared and desperate for something mm-hmm. desperate for something consistent mm-hmm. if that makes any mm-hmm. sense yep 
but yeah, no, I've reacted in my brain a bunch of times and often I, I will react to something and I'll think, am I turning into my mother? Mm-hmm. And someone once said to me, just by you saying that you're not just by you recognizing and changing the pattern, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think that's uh, my stubbornness. Also just another reason that, you know, I would never, it would have to get downright violent for me to ever get a divorce with my husband. Mm-hmm. I will fight for my marriage and for my kids because of knowing what that can do to a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. You, you met your husband, you were 17, right? You said, mm-hmm. yep. I love that. I was working at a gas station. <gasps> I was becoming a mechanic actually. Shut up. And, oh yeah. It's, it's real bad. Uh, <laughs> it's so adorable. All right. We need to hear yeah. more. We need to hear more. It's, that's what was he like getting gas was he getting yes yes so very hallmark classic (laughs) small town so i was trying to i was becoming a mechanic i wanted to be like an auto body mechanic i'm also an artist and Mm -hmm. i like doing stuff like that too which makes no sense um (laughs) but i I, my after 13 i was raised by my dad and he's a cute huge gearhead and so i always wanted to be an auto body mechanic and so i was working in like we have this one little gas station in our town that has a little like tire shop so i just did oil changes and tires all the time and then this farmer comes in with his like shitty s10 and we just started chatting and in our like winnipeg is the capital city here mm-hmm. i'm pointing because right over there over there um and they do this thing every sunday night called cruise night you just yep. cruise around mm-hmm. Port- portage avenue up and down and you get slurpees mm-hmm. and you get you know <laughs> and my friends were sick of going and because they hated going and i loved going mm-hmm. so I was talking with this very adorable farmer that he goes all the time too. And then he invited me to come along and we kind of got to know each other. I got to know his friends a bit, found out that, yeah, he lives 10 minutes away because we're like, he was living here at this farm that we are living in currently now. Hilariously, he went to, so Saskatchewan is the next province over. He went to the same Bible school that my sister went to and very weird because it's like, no jokes, it's like 15 hours away. And then I was working on his car and I was doing a wheel alignment. And when I had to phone him to say, like, I'm sorry, I need to order you new tire mm-hmm. add-ins. Then he just, like, he came. He was just like, yeah, he came. And we, that was, I would say, like, I don't know what it was that clicked, but it was very adorable and very picturesque. <laughs> and so then it, the rest was history. Right. Did he ask you out when he came to pick up his car? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he tried to give me his number, and I said, "I don't want to give you my number. Can I have your number?" So that he- <laughs> yes, <laughs> because You're I like, no. was so jaded. Yeah, I like I was the kind of person like I was a blazing feminist that mm-hmm. would never get married. Like no man is ever, 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 ever gonna have any kind of tie or hold on me. And then God just kind of went, "Hold on, yeah, yeah here you go." <laughs> and he was. He was absolutely so charming, and I, I don't think, yeah. Did you resist just, it at first? I mean, obviously you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're like, no, absolutely. fuck you, go away. Yes, yes. <laughs> the first. I did yeah. everything possible, yeah. and he was so. It was just. It. We were too. We fit too perfectly together, and even now, I'll say to him, like, how perfect. Like he is the perfectionist. Like, like very lethargic, very or cathartic. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, um, not not lethargic. Yeah, not. <laughs> very cathartic. 
It takes his time with everything, not impulsive at all. And I am the complete opposite. I will be, I am so impulsive and always just fly off the deep end. And he's the cool, calm, collected. Um, We fit so perfect together. And I I would say that our, our, but we're so much the same. Like there's not one movie, TV show, music that we don't absolutely love together. Mm -hmm. Like we have the same taste in almost everything. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing how God kind of shoved us together. <laughs> right. At a time of like, yeah. I, w- I imagine that he was like, Oh, of course. Like I'll, I'll, he didn't have the same react uh, or not uh, expectations that you did. That's what I'm looking for. Right. <laughs> that poor, poor uh, right. Boy. Where he's just like, Oh, this is sweet redhead. Is she fixed my car? Mm-hmm. That's hot. I'm going to ask her out. And you're and he's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. I love it. So- and he is, he is a natural, like he's a firefighter, mm-hmm, like I said, mm-hmm. and he volunteers like crazy anywhere. He is like a total natural caregiver. Like right. he's mm-hmm. the strong pillar of strength that, like you like people that don't even know him like when he's at fire calls like wives and ladies have come to me and said I just wanted to thank you for what your husband did for me like all he did was hug me in the hospital or something like that and he he so he is like that and it was so neat when we got married we got our wedding rings and we didn't tell each other that we were engraving them on the inside Mm -hmm. and I shit you not his says I engraved in it my hero and then he did in mine, my angel. Oh. Like, I know. <laughs> Stop. This is a hallmark. You've just read this, yeah. right? You're just kidding. You, you read this story. You read this story and you're like, oh, this is going to be our story. <laughs> I wish. It's so much better because it's real. That's, yeah, it is. Exactly. So like, it sounds like, though, before the fire, right? Probably after, because this is pretty common, that after, like, you get in a stable situation, like, stuff starts coming to the surface, you become a mom, and you're like, oh, shit. You know, mm-hmm. what were you doing in between that time? Because I imagine, I think, probably uh, meeting him and getting married was a, a shift in your life, I imagine. Like, mm-hmm. it was the stability mm-hmm. you were looking for, I imagine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so then things start to, like, come up, right? Like, like, when you, like, what were the tools? Like, what were you bringing in? Because I think you said, you, you like, I've done lots of therapy. Like, over those years until the fire, because then we'll get to the fire. Like, what were you doing? Like, I don't know. Therapy. Uh, I don't know. Some people are like, I was really intense into ballet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I was. What were you doing to cope those years? I don't know. Maybe drinking. Maybe, you know, it was negative or positive. it was honestly I would say I would say it was more negative Mm -hmm. than positive Mm -hmm. it was fake it was a lot of Mm -hmm. I'm okay it's fine Mm -hmm. shut up don't talk to me so many walls like so many walls and I was very good Mm -hmm. like very good at pretending everything was fine Mm -hmm. and you would see it in how desperate I was for like reassurance and acceptance and I would go to, yeah, either my husband or friends and need them to be God for me. Like, I need you to make me feel okay. I need you to be my salvation. And I can imagine I wasn't the funnest to be with. And it it was like a lot of like depression where my kids suffered and it got to the point. So I was on antidepressants and then gave birth to our second daughter. And for whatever reason, my hormones changed and my antidepressants made me go like psychotic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where I was a danger to myself and the kids. Mm -hmm. And we have a beautiful facility about an hour South of here 
a mental health facility that I ended up being admitted to Mm -hmm. and staying in and just getting, I would say, again, that was definitely a crossroads in my life of realizing how bad Mm -hmm. I had let myself get, Mm -hmm. like how bad I was, like there was nothing real about me. Mm -hmm. There was nothing real. And I would, like there was, you could see things, simple things like how much, something simple like how much I dyed my hair. Like I I would dye my hair bleach blonde and then the next month it would be bright blue. And then the next month it would be jet black. Like this little things like that, it sounds silly, but like just, or, or like shopping, like it would be, I wasn't, I couldn't have a credit card anymore because all I would do is max it out within a day mm-hmm. and I had no control over my spending. And and then I would be, I'd overcome that and be okay. And then it would be something else. Mm-hmm. And then it would be eating. And then I would be eating and eating and eating nonstop, or I'd be sleeping nonstop mm-hmm. and all, I wouldn't be checked in to anything. Mm-hmm. And so staying in that mental health facility, again, was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Scary as hell, but wow, was it, Yeah. I hope I never have to go back, but I'm sure I'm sure thankful mm-hmm. for what I learned there. How long? Like the how long were you there for? Uh, it was definitely a few weeks. I want to say for sure, for sure three weeks. Mm-hmm. And still, I still use like when I have panic attacks, I still use the things they taught me, mm-hmm. like the five senses, like change your five senses and get the ice cubes out and put them in your mouth and you know, or go outside if it's winter and just be completely freezing cold or like, there's so many things that I still, still use today that I learned there. Oh, that's amazing. I haven't heard of this. So when you're, when you're feeling a panic attack, yes, change. Oh man, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm Look, a pro. Ready? I feel like I'm totally Getting, a pro this. Yeah. I clicked my pen, everyone. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> so uh-huh. the biggest thing is mm-hmm. when you're having a panic attack, mm-hmm. The, the illogical part of your brain is running the show. Okay. Uh-huh. And yep. so you, so you need to access the logical parts of your brain and the bare, like the basics of that mm-hmm. is your five senses. Mm-hmm. You're hearing even just saying out loud, I am having a panic attack and I'm not okay. okay. Your brain hears that and your hearing is connected to the logical part of your brain. Okay. Okay. So your he- brain will go, uh, that's not okay because it's now trying to switch uh-huh. to logic. So then you change your five senses. So if you're hot, get cold. Okay. If you are like, if you're like, out in a big open space, get really bundled up tight. Like the somehow, weighted blanket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Somehow just get, yeah. Um, even what you're tasting. Mm-hmm. Like if you like something super salty or super spicy, actually spicy works really okay, good. To it sounds break. silly, but like mm-hmm. put some music on and it okay, doesn't matter yep. what it is. Just put some music on and then what you're seeing. So often w- what I will do is I will like fully close, like cover my eyes and mm-hmm. completely change what is happening in my life. So the more logical things you can change mm-hmm. and what that does is also tell your brain, you're look at what how much you're in control of. Mm-hmm. See how much you're in control of. You have full control over your body. Mm-hmm. You are not losing control. Mm-hmm. Look at what you've all done already. Mm-hmm. And and then realizing like and then I guess patting yourself on the back. So once you've gotten through that, make sure that you affirm yourself in saying you beat that you are a bad bitch and you will get through the next one. Right. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. it's recognizing the success. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You have to do that. Okay. Um, and realizing that even just something simple, like when, and, and when you're in the, like for me, depression comes in the morning. So mm-hmm. getting up in the morning, mm-hmm. I can get my kids off to school, but often I will go right back to bed and sleep for another two hours mm-hmm. because either I haven't slept that night or whatever. And then often I wake up feeling great, mm-hmm. but sometimes the depression comes real hard and all I tell myself is, 
get those feet on the carpet. I get my feet on the carpet and then I'm okay. Right. You and once you get, get up and, and that, and if that's all you get done that day, good for you. Right. You got like, good for you. Yeah. Totally. You got, Oh yeah. No, I'm, I, I actually, a dream of mine is to become a full mental health advocate and be able to help women and men everywhere that re- think that they're all alone because you're so not. Mm-hmm. That's why I do this show. That's totally why for, to share these fucking stories. That's why I love this show. <laughs> I'm like, like, let's hear these five things. Like, I want to fucking learn that. And that's so, Yeah. what's so interesting is so, okay, as you were telling me that story, I was rem- reminiscing for a second about when, because, you know, we all sorts of parenting mistakes with the first kid, way less problems by the fourth, you know? But the first one, they would get stuck in these, like, uh, uh, you just couldn't, like, you'd be like, it's just, listen, just stop it. It was just like this, like, not tantrum, but like, like repetitive, da, 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 da. and we would take the kid outside. I didn't know that's what mm-hmm. we were doing. We were, mm-hmm. like, the, the the child's illogical brain was running the show. Like, it wasn't a panic attack, but mm-hmm. still, can, I assume that can be, like, and that's how I have problem solved with my kids. I will hug them when they're having mm-hmm. a fit. I will mm-hmm. hug them and people are like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can I give you a hug? Can we just like have a hug? And it's like a, mm-hmm. a, a it's a feeling thing for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'd like, that's what I kept thinking about of like, and well, and the security uh-huh. and knowing that mom isn't angry at uh-huh. me. She's loving it. And it's oh, the physicality, so the touch, much. right? Like, yes. so as you were yes. saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing how this can be applied in, you know, obviously in the panic attack situation, but and also in, in these other situations, you know, Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Oh, that's so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get the lizard brain out of the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Well, even saying, like, so often our thoughts are so scary, right? Yes. And so to think something like, I am just going to pick something very horrific to say, okay. I have a knife in my hand, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill my kids and then kill myself. Right. We, our brain, mm-hmm. when we think that, mm-hmm. goes, yep, that's a great idea. <laughs> when we say it out loud, our brain goes, Mm, maybe Wait, not that's yeah. not an okay idea yes. because hearing is logical thinking is completely illogical oh everyone repeat that again <laughs> hearing uh-huh. is logical uh-huh. thinking is illogical right. and you are not your thoughts no definitely not yeah. thank goodness huh? right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shit. Well, and I'd also be nice and skinny if I was. No, just kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- it would be bad. I think I'm a size two. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So any, <laughs> just laughing at myself. Any, <laughs> I want to go back to that time. You know, before the fire. If there's anything else that was like happening and going on, and then I, I just want to like go back to that fire moment again. But is there anything or you know that you want to share? So about yeah, that I got out of mm-hmm. I would say I got out of the mental health facility mm-hmm. and things were I would say a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I still like I still didn't have that like you're okay because you are making yourself okay. Right. Like I to learn so that like to learn that to be happy, I can make like I can be happy. Mm-hmm. Like I can choose to be happy. I don't need to depend on other people to make me happy. Right. And I I would say right up until the fire, the things I wish I knew, um, like self worth. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need so often you go, you know, to your husband or to your friends to like make sure like to help to give you your self worth and say things like, You look really beautiful today or I love that you did that. Like just the words of affirmation and all those things mm-hmm. that are great. Mm-hmm. And of course mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. them, but not 
well, they shouldn't be our only value. Mm-hmm. And it should be the fudge on top of the Sunday. You have, yeah, you have like, you're the Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And that even if this person is pissed off or the kids are acting grouchy, that doesn't mean now that I have to be grouchy or that I have to be pissed off. And often that I would uh, like just absorb people's emotions. Yeah. And if you're grouchy, okay, then I'm grouchy and I'm way more grouchy than you are. Or, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you're upset about this, well, no, I have something that's way more important to be upset about. And it was, it just seemed like it was, I was okay, but it was, it was limping along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my marriage was limping along and, I kept like, especially with the sexual abuse, it's horrible, but I've heard this from other people that have suffered from it, where you define yourself by your sexual worth. Yes. Where if I'm not making someone happy sexually, or if I'm, if I'm not being satisfied sexually, things like then I need to, then I need to try something else and I need to do this and I need to try harder and it's, I'm not okay. And I'm not okay. And I'm not okay. And to realize that like, it should be love first and then sex and not let's have sex. And now I'll feel loved. Mm-hmm. Like it, I had it completely backwards, completely backwards. And so again, counseling has helped a lot with that. And, uh, it, I off, but still, I sometimes like catch myself, you know, I'm not feeling okay. So let's have sex. And it's like, no, I let's actually talk mm-hmm. and, connect Mm -hmm. and then whatever happens after is just a bonus (laughs) so it's it's uh i would say that's kind of it was limping i was limping along Mm -hmm. until the fire and the fire just kind of just burnt me down to nothing and it was like starting it was like starting fresh it really was in in every sense so tell me about that yeah well (laughs) like were you in were you in ongoing counseling when the fire when the fire happened yeah Mm-hmm. So then obviously um, your house burns out and you go and you're like, okay, so we got some new stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> my poor therapist. Ah! Oh What's my here? goodness. Uh, yeah. It was like just how I was after the fire or mm-hmm. like when, or yeah. So like how, like, let's say that, okay, perfect. Like you had this counselor for two years and then this fire happens. Like when you show up there, was it, that you were able to access, you know, the, the, well, no, cause that's not how I'm canceling. Like, like tell me how you could tell shit changed in that moment that the mm. fire, you know, like how did you feel it? How did you know it? how did you sense it? Like we all of a sudden like, Oh, that just doesn't fucking matter to me anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? It, it's, it's, it's hard. It is. I guess, it sounds hard like to, it's hard. Had to. Yeah. I've never had to explain this before. <laughs> It's yeah, but like it's um, it's like when all you have mm-hmm. is because I was in, it was Sunday, it was a Sunday, and we were getting ready to go to a Christmas family gathering. Mm-hmm. I was in dress pants and a super uncomfortable blouse and my like the worst uncomfortable bra you can think of, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, "This is awful. I have to be in this bra forever." <laughs> but luckily, there was lovely people. I remember my sister in law came with like, yeah, she came with pajama pants and a sports bra and like a hoodie or like, she just came like that night of the fire. She came just with the kind of basic stuff. And I remember the first time having to like go to the city Mm -hmm. and like, I couldn't wear my clothes. They stank so bad, Mm -hmm. like smoke Mm -hmm. going to the city in PJ pants and a sports bra that didn't really fit. And it was very hot. Like you're humbled. Mm -hmm. You feel like, 
it sounds very melodramatic. You feel like a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like mm-hmm. someone that is kind of a charity case. And I just remember everything made me cry. The like the weirdest stuff, anything and everything. You were raw. And you were raw. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. raw. And our like luckily our insurance was like amazing. It was astronomically good. But that is also because my husband is someone that like crosses his T's and dots mm-hmm. his eyes and looks and reads the fine print mm-hmm. and makes sure that you're covered for mm-hmm. this. And so right off the bat, the insurance gave us just this nice big wad of cash and says, go buy some clothes and whatever you need. And um, yeah, I remember showing up to therapy being like, so <laughs> um, things are changed. <laughs> yeah. Things are different. And none of that other stuff matters right now. Right. You were like, <laughs> was, and we're on this track now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was more so just me bawling my eyes out saying how thankful I am that my family is alive. Mm-hmm. It was just just because of how fast, mm-hmm. like how fast the fire was. I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it happened. It started in our garage mm-hmm. and all like it, it was me hearing my husband yell, call 911. Um, me looking in the garage door, seeing like in the, like the door mm-hmm. that goes from our house to our garage, mm-hmm. seeing it, it was just glowing orange. And luckily we have, um, we lived in this, nice little bay and our next door neighbors was like my best friend and they had young kids that were best friends with my girls. And so I just remember going to grab, I told the girls run outside. And of course it was like minus 30, right. like it was so cold. <laughs> it was arced so, so, so cold. Um, I went to grab their jackets and it was so smoky. I took, I went to inhale and nothing happened. Oh wow! And it, it was, I still to this day can remember the terror I felt because I was trying to be on the phone with 911 and I was trying to explain to her where we lived and I went <gasps> and nothing happened. Like my lungs could not like, because it was mm-hmm. like I was inhaling smoke and I grabbed the girls' jackets and I just threw them and I just yelled at them to run outside and, and go next door. And by the time I was outside, the, the, like the house was fully engulfed and it was the line I was on nine, like on nine one one and all of a sudden it cut oh. off and I was panicking and I was like, hello, hello, hello. And then, but the pa- the phone line had obviously burnt and just, um, I think the biggest thing that I, that we talked about in counseling that first time after mm-hmm. is how do I sleep now? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I, cause I couldn't, every time I'd fall asleep or start falling mm-hmm. asleep, I would, there would be this terror of, no, I have to be ready. Like I have to be ready in case something happens in case this, yeah, it was like a constant on guard thing. And so there wasn't, there was obviously medication helps and lots of just lots of just, yeah, saying your fears out loud and again, living in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to live in the future. Like what if this happens Mm -hmm, and what if this mm -hmm. happens? And I still do that. I still do that. I still struggle a lot with what ifs and if onlys. Yes. Those are the two. I have a lot of, yep. The anxiety and the depression. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. The what if and the if only the, the past and the future. Yeah. And I would say it took, it took a bit to actually, it took a bit to realize the good, like not, like not realize the good, but realize what had, had what had changed in me. Yeah. Yeah. That even just then when I went clothes shopping again, considering how horrible I was with money and spending the problems I would have before the fire, Walking into the mall that first time, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, it just, it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you'd think, wow, you can buy every, can you imagine buying your whole wardrobe brand new and someone else is paying for it? Normally, yeah, that sounds like a great time. But there was something in me that was like, 
like no one cares who cares and 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 like in a month or in a year it's going to be out of style and is it going to matter like it just was i had a lot of bitterness towards our like economy (laughs) like just how how superficial Mm -hmm. like it's just so superficial and just even something yeah, something like, like I love high heel shoes. Like I have a pile, a pile of shoes and I like I did buy more shoes. And just because I had a lot of very good people walking alongside of me saying, Sherry, if you don't do this now, you're going to regret it. Like if you just don't buy it now, when you have the chance, when you do need it or wish you had, you're going to regret it. So I had a lot of really good people, but it was, I think honestly, it wasn't the therapy. It was the first time walking into a store and having to buy something that wasn't a necessity. Like something like, yeah, a pair of high heels or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, clothes that like a dress for church or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was like, why? Who cares? <laughs> it, it, it So then it was very eye opening to me that things had definitely changed. Oh, I bet that was the moment. Yeah. Been, mm-hmm. Did you do any um, trauma processing? You know, like uh, there's uh, it's called EMDR. Mm. Yeah, where it's um, I've heard of it. I can't remember what the EMDR stands for, but the <laughs> the process is is stimulating your brain on yep. the right side, left side, um, while yep. while you're like verbally processing or you know whatever the, mm-hmm. the tra- while you go into the the you know counseling uh, situation, and it's with mm-hmm. like little like little they're not paddles but little mm-hmm. you know and no I've heard yeah, of that yeah um I, mean, I have not done that but I've heard of it yes. I've heard of it well anybody else it's very big yes it's yeah it's very big with like firefighters and police officers yes. and people that have been yeah. yep yep so anybody listening if you have it. some trauma to process find someone qualified in EMTR um I highly recommend it like it was I can't even describe like I, I could talk the shit right like I can fucking talk <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like Jess, a mutual friend uh, of ours, you know, it's like, you're like a thousand words. I'm like, aha, I can do a thousand words when like 10 will do. Yep. That's me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so having that, like, it, sure, you can talk, but it was something about the physicality. It really like, there's science behind it. I don't know when mm-hmm. I can't remember it, but like for someone who's like, but I can talk and philosophize and all of this. And that really got it out of me and not the words mm. not the words mm-hmm. the like trapped cycle of trauma yeah you know yeah oh i've heard it's really yeah. good yeah maybe someday, someday right <laughs> but if but like yeah. if you've like the other ways you know it's not mm. it doesn't mean you have to do it but you know if, it seems like you've already like gotten to the other side of it mm-hmm. yeah. i often wonder i often wonder if yeah Stuff like that, mm-hmm. like like EMDR mm-hmm. and other things, w- I would still benefit from. I always feel like your brain must mm-hmm. your brain must change and evolve, like hourly, minute, like seconds, mm-hmm. like just with. I'm I thought this one second, and now I think this, and it's just it just is so fascinating to me how our brains. It's so much more, I think, than we even realize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the brain is processing and figuring out and doing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we're. Um, are getting like to like because I like to get to like present day and you know what mm-hmm. what are things like is there anything else like that that helped you you know in in the post fire time you know like I said like were you, you like you've been shopping and you were like oh this is fucking different this time you know mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah. what happened like with your marriage with as being a mom mm-hmm. like all like mm-hmm. what did how how are you able to see all the differences or, or, you know, do you have moments where you're like, Oh, as a mom, this would have been how it was. And then I realize now 
I see the difference. Mm. I think just like giving myself way more grace. Like okay. they're mm-hmm. the pressures, especially yeah, small town and you, there is this kind of like you're near a stay at home mom, then you should, you know, bake the cookies and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I hate cooking. Like I miss the Mennonite meeting where you, all the women just know how to cook and it's, they all love it. <laughs> you were, ab- not only know it, you were absent that day, huh? <laughs> I was uh, yeah. doing something yeah. else. Like, so I, the, I think just realizing how, how much more grace I, mm-hmm. I felt. And also it's, this sounds crazy, but taking care of my house. So like, mm-hmm. Before the fire, my house was always messy. It was such a pigsty all the time. And I constantly was like super self-conscious and embarrassed by it. And now it was very funny how I didn't care what people thought, but I also really wanted to take care of the stuff that we had. It was this, this, I don't know. um, You're proud of what you have and you want to take like, but not in the, like, not in a negative sense. Like you're, I, I think it's more thankfulness. Like I'm so thankful Gratitude. Yeah. And just from that, like raw gratitude came this, yeah, this not cleanaholic, but I really, really appreciate and enjoy keeping my house clean um, and feeling a sense of, yeah, like just, uh, this is a home that is taking care of us and sheltering us. I should treat it with respect. And beforehand there was no, I didn't really have a lot of respect for my stuff. Like, do you know what Uh I mean? And it sounds, it's really hard to explain. I don't think I'm making any no, sense. No, I totally get it. 100%. But, <laughs> yep. Okay. No, I get it. And like, but like, and then the stuff that I got hung up on all the time, like how my girls looked mm-hmm. like when they left the house, like, mm-hmm. do they look good? And does our family look good? Mm-hmm. And is my hair and makeup always done? Like you would not catch mm-hmm. me dead without full makeup on before the fire. And I still struggle with that a little bit. Like my eyelashes, ginger problem. <laughs> my eyelashes are, are super light. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I always look really sick if I don't have mascara mm-hmm. and eyeliner and all sorts of stuff on. And just realizing that when you don't have mascara or eyeliner, like you physically can't, don't have those things. You don't even have the option to put them on. People still love you. Like people still like, it's not, it's not the make or break and realizing even just that first time, like something as simple as going grocery shopping with not a stitch of makeup on, that was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Like to walk into the, our small town grocery store and be totally okay. Like not feel this like foreboding self-conscious. I'm going to run into this person and they're going to say like, are you sick or something? Like how you make these scenarios in your head. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that also from the fire till the present day is realizing how much I lived in my head. How yeah. much, like how much I had fake arguments with people in my head or assumed things in my head and made scenarios in my head that weren't real. And often I'll, and I still catch myself here and there doing something when someone says something, um, text me something and I'll go, what do they mean by that? And I'll start making this whole <laughs> storyline in my head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Like it's really, oh, a, yeah. it's an Oscar winner. Oh yeah. Me too. But, but not, not reality. It's completely not reality. And since the fire, I would say that's probably one of the things I love the most about myself Mm -hmm. is the ability to go, hang on, Mm. Mm, this isn't quite right. This is not, well, and just how carefree, not carefree, but I would say how chill I am as a mom with certain things, like some things really would, I would think, upset the average mom, but because of just realizing that I've, you know, when you've walked the road and realized, like, when you can say things like, is this the worst that's happened? Like, when I can say to the yeah. girls, is this the worst that's happened to you? Like, 
coming home and she had the same shirt as you on. And so now you are ostracized as a popular girl. And I just like to talk to them and say, okay, this isn't going to be forever. And remember the time when, Mm -hmm. and then they can say, yeah, I do remember that time and realizing, and like in the past, I just would have, all I would have done is just, we would just tore that girl apart and been mean Mm -hmm. and then tried to make ourselves feel better because we were acting like, like, you know, mean girls Mm -hmm. when, that's not very helpful all the time. So everyone, <clears throat> just kidding. Okay, so make sure your kids <laughs> su- suffer severe trauma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, to, to a little bit of a point, I think that there is too much momming done to protect our children from harm. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying burden on the house, <laughs> but no, wouldn't suggest right, it. Right, wouldn't suggest but, yeah. it. But I think you understand what I'm saying is like, there's a little too much putting a bubble around, you know, yeah. a little, a little too much, yeah. uh, protecting our children from real life, negative experiences, shitty people, you know, yeah. you know, like yep. I, uh, having a middle schooler, I'm like, there are shitty people in the world and you're just going to have to figure out how oh. to deal with them. Yeah. Like one I, thing that we don't yeah. say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something in our house that's absolutely not allowed is that's not fair. <gasps> uh-huh. you you're not allowed to say mm-hmm. that in this house. That's what's a, fair. What's fair. It's like there is no such thing ah, as fair. We should make a list, okay? Because perfect, I'm like perfect is a construct that doesn't exist. Um, no I'm gonna start a list. Perfect. perfect, fair, um, uh, balance. <laughs> like, oh, I fucking <laughs> yeah. hate that word. Like, how do you find balance between a work life and your mom life? And I'm like, it's unachievable. But that's not. But you can't balance between no. things that are polar opposites from yes, each other. Yes, there is. That's there, there is no. F- it's not a teeter totter. Nope. Nope. It's a obelisk. Or it is it is a teeter totter. It's always it's never it's never even. It's, ne- it's, it's always like this. Yeah. yeah. Let's make And it's comparing apples and oranges. Let's make this list, Sherry, of like words because <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Cause really, really, and like I said, I am a full on living under grace Christian woman. Mm-hmm. Really we deserve nothing. Like mm-hmm. really everything we have is a gift. Mm-hmm. And when you I would never have been the type of mom to teach my kids that in the past Mm -hmm. before the fire Mm -hmm. to teach them that, uh, sorry, check yourself. That sandwich that I made you this today for lunch. That's a fucking gift. Like it's like, and you can't, and even when they do get treated horrible at school and teachers are, you know, they come home and they say, this is so unfair. And I go, uh, what? No, there's no such thing as unfair or fair. Mm -hmm. There is reality. And you need to now figure out how to deal with this reality Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with fair or unfair no you're not entitled no you're not uh, like you don't i think the only thing we can deserve is to be physically treated Mm -hmm. nice you shouldn't be abused Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. and emotionally abused Mm -hmm. or like we know that sexually emotionally physically abused Mm -hmm. that's not okay Mm -hmm. and that's really all we can as human beings all we can ask to or ask or deserve that's all we deserve Mm -hmm. is really to be treated physically, emotionally, and spiritually okay. And the rest is, sorry, you're not entitled mm. and you don't deserve, you know, an A on your test because you think you did or you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot of everything. We're very big on like everything is a gift mm-hmm. and it, everything else you earn. Because mm-hmm. you had that experience of like, remember we didn't even have a kitchen for me to make you this fucking sandwich. Yeah. Hello. Remember that time? Yeah. yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, then I like to do a big open. Like, is there anything else you wanted to share? You know, like <laughs> that I didn't touch on, that I didn't ask about. Like, 
you know, you want to be like, oh, and we did this really great thing where we, uh, you know, every Saturday we went to a playground and went down the slide, all six of us or something. I don't fucking know. I'm making shit up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, we're a very big road trip family. Mm. So there's something that, mm-hmm. like, instead of, yeah, instead of stuff and gifts, we really like to travel. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's something that, and again, it's <laughs> it sounds very woe was me the borders are closed uh yeah i know and there are so so many people that i just really want to hug the shit out of mm-hmm. and they'll all be listening and they'll all know exactly yes you that yes. is listening to me right now <laughs> you i'm talking about you so yeah i would say the tradition of the road trip where like and from little and so many times people would be like you travel all across the united states and canada with kids like isn't that a nightmare and it wasn't it was never like, of course, you would have the grouchy moments, but it was not like the screaming kids in the back that are bored all the time. They weren't bored. And it I don't know if it's just the children that God's gifted me with or the fact that I am just very no nonsense with how my kids attitudes are. But it was just this. I just loved seeing their imaginations and their like their eyes opening to the world around them and the tradition of that every year going on this like sometimes two, three weeks we would be gone just driving around the States and being able to see that again, value does not lie in stuff. And it lies. I find a lot also in experiences and memories because nothing can take that away. Like memories will never be gone. And I still, and yes, pictures help like to see a picture and it triggers a memory, but there are things like just even asking the girls what your favorite Christmas was and they'll rattle off Often it's nothing to do with the stuff they got. It's experiences that they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I feel like, I feel like the gift, the gift of that yes. is one of the greatest. Yep. My mother just last week was talking about Christmas presents or the week before or whatever. I don't know. Time's weird right now. Christmas presents for the kids. And she's like, I heard you talk on your podcast. So she's going to hear this um, mm. about how, you are, and I've been doing this for many years since I watched that movie and had this, I call it my minimalist um, crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, like the like the five things? Yeah, the, the, well, the minimalist crisis where I, I like got rid of everything and you know, like oh, the, yes, yes, it's yes. like Marie Kondo, but I did never watch that show. It, it's this documentary. Yeah. But uh, ever since that day, like I've, I got rid of trailers, little, my husband has trailers and like there was a window and I just was like, getting like there was donate there was trash there was like and i went through every room in our house and i got rid of trailer fulls of stuff that had just accumulated and so after that moment however many years ago i was like i the experience over things Mm. like i want to give Mm -hmm. so last year we took our kids to it was actually in february of this year um, because we gave it to them for christmas in december and we went to was something we've been wanting to do forever was go to harry potter world so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one? Florida? Or yeah, California? we went to Florida in February. Like, yes. that's yes. like, yeah. It's so yeah the, I think, it, I mean, the year before, the year before, we bought them Katy Perry concert tickets. Holy, that's amazing. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like, I, let's yeah. go do things. I don't want to give you shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. Experience over things. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have a thing called the Fun Fund. And hmm. so I've asked like grandparents and, you know, if you, instead of buying, us stuff or buying stuff for the children mm-hmm. give us money to, because for six of us it's really hard for us to do it costs a lot of money yeah. we need two hotel yeah. rooms six plane tickets we're entrepreneurs we don't make much money so like 
<laughs> and the as you were talking about camping, we have a camper. <clears throat> we have a motor. Yes. We have a forty foot motorhome, and we've that's yes, yes, so yes that's yes. how we've been able to do things. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. What do you what do you drive around when you go on your trips? <laughs> what camper do you have? do you have? A camper? Well, the road trips uh-huh. we don't we don't take the we do have a camper. Uh-huh. We don't take the t- camper for the road okay. trips. We usually we have this nice big SUV. Okay, and it's it's I love mm-hmm. it because it's very hilarious. Again, two gearheads that needed to have a giant engine. Yeah, so it's just like it's this. Yeah, it's a Dodge Durango, but it's the RT version, so it has the supercharger and everything on okay. it. Okay, but when we we have a camper, we have friends that live about ten hours north yet of us, mm-hmm. and so like that's legit north. Like they're in Arctic the RT. North. Yeah, I was about to say they're at the pole. like north. <laughs> Santa's their neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, yes. So in the <laughs> funny story, to- total random thought Sorry. here. In Canada, kids can actually write to Santa mm-hmm. and he writes back. Mm-hmm. And the it goes to the the uh, postal code is H-O-H-O-H-O. And that's legit the postal code when we go up north. It's ho ho oh, <laughs> It is. I'm not even lying. I love I'm it. I'm not even lying. I love Make sure it. you Google it. I will. Um, but we take, we take our camper like way up north and so in the summer we go up like just in the bush where it is just wild like wolves mm-hmm. and bears and you're digging a hole to poop and stuff like that <laughs> like and i love that like i live for that and i love like fishing and hunting and everything like that and then we go up there also in winter and ice fish and that is a true test of your like your endurance mm-hmm. when it is when you are ice fishing and the only way back and forth is on a snowmobile. It's uh, it, I just love it. I love like surviving <laughs> and it sounds psychotic to a lot of people, but I love, and my kids are into it too, which I'm surprised the 16 year old is starting to like, well, okay, this is getting kind of lame, <laughs> but like that's allowed. Yeah, she's, she's allowed, allowed to feel, to feel like it. Yep. But the 13 year old, she is in there. Like she just loves like for us, the camper is almost too luxurious uh-huh. because like it has like a bed and a fridge. And so like her and I would love to just tent like just somewhere mm-hmm. and just like fire cook over the, and like, I love, yeah. But oh my gosh. Ours crazy. is the opposite. We have a, t- um, <laughs> a 40 foot long t- <laughs> motor. <laughs> that is two televisions, which was more than our house had at the time. Holy moly. Uh, Italian marble floor. <laughs> Like no hardwood no. cabinets, like almost a full, oh my goodness. almost a full size fridge. <laughs> I made sure I wanted this camper to be as small and shitty as possible. <laughs> like I wanted it to be basic. Yeah, we have the complete opposite, but we're fitting. Sounds lovely. We're fitting six of us into this. That's uh, only three hundred and twenty yeah. square feet. It's still cramped yeah. as hell, and but it's a luxurious. <laughs> I mean, it was by the three hundred and twenty square feet. Yeah. wow, that is actually a lot. Yeah, because it's forty feet long. It's eight feet wide, so it's three hundred twenty square feet. And we the longest trip we've done is a month in it. In twenty eighteen, we did a month, and that was like a game changing, life changing. Like it took us two weeks to actually feel like we were gone. You know? Yeah, and it was. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> Enough about my yeah. camper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Each to his own. Yeah, right? I know. I was like, oh, I see that, but no, we know. Yep. <laughs> it's funny how, like, we totally appreciate the same thing of, like, getting away and camping mm-hmm. and da da da, but I'm like, mm-hmm. the execution is way different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should see what my mm-hmm. husband brings, you know, like the, the grill he brings. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. Fun. All right. Awesome. All right. I feel like we're ready. <clears throat> Let's do our questions and then we'll, um, I want people to know where they can find you. Okay. So, uh, what was your first car? My first car was, I called it Frankenstein. Uh It was an old beat up Ford pickup truck. I want to say 1986 Uh and it had parts from like, it was a farm truck. Uh 
and it was it had parts from every other farm truck on the yard that had broken down and you didn't even need a key to turn the ignition because the key was broken in the ignition <laughs> and it was great nothing killed it it's it just ran. a beast it was a beast totally I l- and i loved it i love it when did you get your period like how old were you <laughs> That is actually a question. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it was the like what? very first. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. um, it was, I was, uh, so you should tell people these questions beforehand. Cause I was not like, now I actually have to think. Oh no, I love it. <laughs> uh, it, it was right before. No, it was right when I started grade seven. Okay. So it was like brand new, brand new mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. In the city, and it, I would say September, yeah, right when right I started, when, came home from for lunch and just panicked. I think that's the same. Like, yeah. between, I got it the summer I was 12, right yeah. right before I turned 13, yep. and it was August, and school started mm-hmm. in September, so I got mine, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't want people to know before. I want to go through this process <laughs> with you. <laughs> so you were crazy. like, you were, so I'm learning. So I thought, like, 12 was early. Yeah. After my oh, no. informal uh, polling of the show, no, that's right on average. 12 is like the mm-hmm. average. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this one, <sighs> toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Over, yeah, <you're> <laughs> under, or you don't care? I'm going to make my microphone really close. Okay. I don't. Fucking care. I not at all. I put that. All I care. Uh-huh. All I care is that you change it when it's done. There for we the go. There we go. For, for the, the love God, of God, not change an the empty roll. roll. Yeah. Okay. I don't care. Um, see, I don't even. This is going to be interesting because you live in Canada. Cilantro. See, I live in Texas. Cilantro. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Go. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Because I'm a Mexican man. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So Do, Pico de Gallo. Yeah, but um, is cilantro, like, okay, not a Mexican Mennonite heritage Canadian. Would they be into cilantro? I feel like, I don't know. See, I live, like, I love Mexican food. Yeah. I think that's my favorite food of all time. But I also grew up with it. Like, right. Totally. Right. But my husband is, like, the whitest man on the planet. Yeah. And I would say, and he loves cilantro, too. Okay. But I'm not sure if it's because, of you? like, of me, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, but I feel like if that was the case, then he would also like a lot of things that <laughs> he doesn't that I like. <laughs> so I think he actually just genuinely likes cilantro. Yeah. I, I ask, I love it. I ask about it because you oh. know that thing that it tastes like soap to some people. It tastes like soap. Yeah. Yep. So I always ask them. Yeah, my sixteen-year-old. It does. <gasps> fascinated yeah. by this. I'm fascinated yeah. by that. Like it's. Yeah, she uh, has none of it. She has no. Wild is that so wild to me? I'm. I know. Is, I love that. Okay, so yeah. when you are like at a coffee shop, let's say, I don't know if you do you drink coffee? Heck okay. yeah. So let's say you're oh, like yeah. in the city and you're going to Starbucks or is there a different There is Starbucks here. Okay. Good lord almighty. No, we no, don't, like, say is there a different It's not Siberia. I know. But I'm curious. I'm like, do you have something else? Have, do you have something yes, we do. Okay, what is it? Tim's. Okay, see, see, that's what I was asking. Tim's. Okay, so mm-hmm. when you go into Tim's yes. and you're ordering a latte or cappuccino or what the fuck ever, what milk do you order? Bowl. Okay. All right. Bowl milk. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I own a coffee. If I could get milk straight from a cow and drink it every day like that, yes. I would. Yes. Um, so I'm from Massachusetts, which is dairy farming world, and I remember, yeah. I remember our our like adjacent family, like my cousins' cousins, had a dairy farm mm-hmm. up the street, and like them, like you, as kids, you would go to the farm and everybody would watch them milk the cows, and you could try it. Mm-hmm. That is not in German. Yeah. Like 
in German, I would say the word is schmont. Uh-huh. And schmont is the like the cream that you skim off the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd put that in my coffee if I yeah, could. Yeah, like just all day long. Full fat. Full fat. Just give me yeah. all the full Don't fat. Don't oh, yeah. skim it. Sure, skim it. But just give me all that. Don't give me the other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this I'll know the answer to this, but uh, you'll understand why I ask. Can you drive a standard transmission? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Or you wouldn't be. I... I and all my girls, mm-hmm. all my girls will know how. Same. Not only that, they will know how to check their oil and change their own tire mm-hmm. and be totally self sufficient mm-hmm. in every way possible. Same. Family of origin, obviously. Uh, where are you in the birth order? I think you, I think you. <laughs> Guess. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I think you, did you say? You have the, the third. I am the middle. The middle. Ah, I'm the yes, middle. Yes, of three. So I I need to be the center of yep, attention. Yep. And the I I'm I'm the reason there's rules. Yep. And but they don't apply to me. I knew so. you weren't the first. You're definitely definitely not, not the oldest. Yep. No. Nope. Uh, what was your kindergarten teacher's name? Mrs. Craker. Ooh, I like that name. Mennonite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you regret more the next day? High heels or jalapenos? High heels. Jalapenos I'll eat on the daily. Like mm-hmm. they don't I don't ever hurt your butthole. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> oh no. I can't imagine if they would. My butthole would hurt all the time. Yeah. It does for some people. I feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so that's what I have for my questions. And what um what uh, no, not what. What's not the question? Where? Where is the question? Where can people find you? So I am the ginger mom on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that is, and I also, <laughs> I also ha- have to say this because I have four, four other ladies they're that will list, kill me They're listening. <laughs> they are listening. And it's really cool, actually. We were talking, so we're recording an episode tonight, actually. Fun. We were talking about when we all first started chatting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it turned out we all started chatting right towards the end of August. And we recorded our very first podcast episode. We didn't even realize a year later, almost to the day. Awesome. That we all started, like, talking. So I am also a part of uh, the Huddle Co. podcast, where we try to spread love and joy and laughs across the world. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of like things where we will huddle around a lady. So we'll like find someone that God's put on our hearts or something and just huddle like the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. Like just you get love and you get support. And I don't think I've I could ever I don't think I ever. Oh, I know I never imagined that I would have a connection with ladies I've never physically met that live all across North America. Mm-hmm. So I am on the Huddle Co. Mm-hmm. and I'm the Ginger Mom. Yeah, it's the G underscore M mm-hmm. to be cheeky because it looks like the G. Like I look like the GMO M. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love I. We grow GMOs, and I, I, love, I love it. I love being sassy cheeky. With, yes, cheeky with activists. Um, and there's an Instagram for the Huddle Co. So you mm-hmm. can follow that too. And I think it's just is it at the Huddle Co. Is there underscores? I think as well. I think it's just the Huddle Co. Okay. Is the the thread that threads you all together is you all farmer, right? You're all farmers. We are all farmers. Yes. yes. Sorry. Yeah. I actually had to think about that. Yeah. So it is the underscore mm-hmm. huddle underscore co. And it's all farmers. <laughs> it is the all women's farm, are farm. farm women. Oh my gosh. I had to They're like, I had women. to reverse my thought process. Like what was the question? Good Lord. Yeah, because Jess, yeah, Jess farms mm-hmm. and Ashley farms. Mm-hmm. Brenna is an onion farmer, and Cam is like the sexiest cowboy rancher farmer you've ever yeah. met. So they're all farm ladies. I don't want to say farm wives because that's that's not like like you said as you said earlier at the top of the show. You're like I'm a farmer. I'm married I'm to a farmer, farmer, but I'm a farmer. 
I'm also a farmer. Yes. <laughs> All right. Not not equal to or lesser than. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Both and. Both and. Yes. All right. And then I'm at LaJoy Society, um, dot com on the Instagrams. Facebook is dying a lonely death. <laughs> I just like can't, you know, like it's there. Uh, I haven't been on Facebook in forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a de- I feel like it's gra- It's just my, gr- like it's my mom. Like my, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I never even mentioned that. I actually do have someone I call mom. Okay. She is not even close to my mom biologically, but just someone that totally stepped up when I came back when I was 13 and my kids call her grandma and she is the best adopted mom on the planet. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. A little happy story there. A little happy ending. Oh, look at that happy ending. The only person still on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's your adoptive mom. Yes, probably. Yeah. All right. I'll say thank you to Sherry. uh, And we'll meet here again next week, everyone. Thanks. Thank you so much. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's no So